You are listening to episode 31 of the Peaceful Mind Podcast. Welcome to the Peaceful Mind Podcast, a place for creating the peace of mind you need to be the best mom you are created by God to be. If you want to bring more balance, more joy, and more peace to your motherhood, this is the place for you. I'm your host, certified life coach and Catholic mom, Danielle Tienel. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, let's get started. Hello to all my beautiful listeners out there. I am so glad that you decided to join me today and wondering if you saw the title of this episode and said, yes, that is me. And what I'm referring to is seeing the word perfectionist. And is that something that you label yourself as or believe really strongly that you are? And some of you might have recognized already that it's got negative impacts to your life and others where I was at one point might also believe that it is something that really helps you um, in your life when you have a focus on perfection. But what I want to offer you today is that we should, well, we would, we would find much value if we would actually go for peace in our life instead of having to be perfect. And the reason is, is because perfection is unattainable, right? We know that intellectually that we are not perfect, that nothing is ever perfect and won't be until we are in heaven, right? Before we go to our eternal life, that's when the perfection will be. Because of the fall, we live a human life that will always never arrive at perfection, but we are very busy striving for it. So I, I call myself right now sometimes, well, I, first I used to say I was a perfectionist and then I would label myself as a recovering perfectionist, kind of like, hi, my name is Danielle and I'm a recovering perfectionist. But now I have come to a place where I don't even call myself a perfectionist anymore because I don't want that to be the label that I give myself. And I know that I can choose right now to change my future directory, uh, trajectory about being perfect or trying to be perfect. So it doesn't serve me to say I'm a perfectionist because it really isn't true. It's just a thought about myself that I have. So I used to be able to argue a really good case of why my perfectionism wasn't a bad thing and how seeking perfection has brought me many of the accomplishments that I am very proud of. However, with over four decades of life experience, I'm able to see more clearly how the pursuit of perfection is what has kept me for so long from living the peaceful life that I truly desired. So I want you to keep listening to this episode and hear what I'm defining what perfectionism is and how to determine if perfectionism is serving you or not. And then I'm going to offer you three tools that will help you overcome perfectionism 
if that's something that you want to do and to find out what you really want. And I'm going to offer at the beginning to tell you that you really don't want a perfect life. What you want is a peaceful one. So are you a perfectionist? And so I'm going to start with the definition. The definition of a perfectionist is a refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. It goes beyond just being a high achiever and can cause you to feel anxious and stressed as you go through your life trying to avoid mistakes and do things just right. So here are a few signs you might be a perfectionist. You expect the best from yourself at all times. Doing work that's almost perfect isn't good enough. You like things to be done a particular way. You tend to be extra critical of yourself and others. You spot mistakes and imperfections before noticing the good things. You're afraid of failing, sometimes so much so that you don't ever get started or you procrastinate on a project or a goal. You can be defensive when hearing constructive criticism. You have a hard time being content with your success, always working toward the next goal and the next one. Do you identify as a perfectionist based on this list that I just gave you? Now don't jump into being hard on yourself because of it. Instead, start by appreciating the good things about being a perfectionist before learning how to set aside some of the behaviors that aren't serving you right now. I want to tell you what being a perfectionist has given me. I can acknowledge and appreciate what perfectionism has provided for me in my life. Good grades in school, a chance to live my dream as a professional ballet dancer, success in multiple iterations of my career, the family life I always wanted, an orderly house, a focused drive, being on time to things, a knowledge of where to find things really quickly, and a lot more. Being committed to excellence gives me the determination to actually go after what I want and get it. But what I've come to realize and what I'm hoping that you can open up to today is that there's also a flip side. Being a perfectionist has taken away from me some things. But what I've sacrificed by my drive and my tunnel vision to to get all these achievements, like I sacrificed fun In time with loved ones, there are things that I didn't show up for. I've often been distracted because I need to keep things neat and tidy. And I forgot to be present with my family, myself. I didn't take time for rest. We perfectionists can be motivated by our ego and achievement and what people think of us. And that can lead us to saying yes to things that don't align with what we truly want. Like when I took a prestigious job, even though what I really wanted was to be home with my young children. We suffer with stress, anxiety, and never feeling satisfied or content. And most of all, being a perfectionist kept me from ever being in a state of peace. So if you relate to what I have just said, I just want to ask you a question. Do you want to be perfect Or do you want to be peaceful? Our thoughts are the cause of all the emotions we feel. This is what I teach and you'll hear me talk about it over and over again. So I want you to take a moment to think about what emotions you feel when you are striving for perfection. And here's a few that come to mind for me. Fearful, anxious, unworthy, 
driven, stressed, worried, defeated, focused, frustrated, unhappy, unsatisfied, excited, depressed. Can you notice that not every emotion on the list is negative? Because sometimes if a feeling is serving you, there's no reason to change it. But if your perfectionism is causing you one of the negative emotions like anxiety or stress, that's your signal to look a bit closer. Once you've determined what negative emotion is caused by your perfectionism, explore what thoughts lead to that emotion. What do you find yourself thinking when that emotion comes up for you? Examine that thought. Ask yourself, is this thought true? Is it serving me? Do I want to keep believing it? You can choose to let go of the thoughts causing pain. So here's some thought examples that bring on peace. Because when you choose to stop believing a painful thought, you can then redirect your mind to something better instead. Like what else could be true for you? What could you think instead that would serve you better? If you're striving for feeling peaceful, instead, make a list of some thoughts that inspire you to feel peaceful. Here are a few you can try on to get started, right? Like almost perfect is perfect for me. This can be meaningful without being perfect. I'm figuring this out. Failure is the learning path to success. Done is better than perfect. I make more progress when it doesn't have to be perfect. And you know, Christ invites us to be perfect, right? The invitation is there. But you know, and it might've crossed your mind, right? Like a common question from those that are trying to recover from perfectionism, bring up that Jesus had invited us to be perfect, just as your heavenly father is perfect. He gave us this invitation in Matthew chapter five, verse 48. And you could struggle to reconcile with this, like your desire to overcome unhealthy perfectionism, as opposed to what Christ is calling to us in this scripture. So then what are you to believe about it? Well, the Greek translation of this scripture uses the word teleos for perfect, which is better translated as complete. So perhaps Christ wasn't talking about being flawless or never making mistakes, but about finding completeness and wholeness in him, just doing the best we know how and staying devoted to the one who makes our best be enough, right? And when you look at it that way, it means you're thinking about it this way. And that surely brings you more to a place of feeling peace, right? So here's three tools that I want to offer you to help in perfectionism. Because now that we've kind of explored the mindset of it a bit, these tools can, you can use to help you in your perfectionism recovery journey, if that's something that you want to reach towards. The first tool we call B minus work. It's where you actually learn to be satisfied with actions and projects and daily life you know, to do's and just work in general, B 
be satisfied if you were a teacher and had to give it a grade if you did B minus work, right? So you consider the grading scale we grew up on in school where getting an A equals excellence and an F equals failure. I want you to learn to be okay with handing in work that would give you a grade around a B minus because getting a B minus grade means you did your work and it means you did a good enough job, but you didn't spend as much time or energy on it as you could have to get an A, right? Or even more energy and time if you were wanting to get an A plus, which I know some of you out there um, reach for that. Did you feed and bathe your kids today? but you didn't have time to read every single book they asked you to read to them, B minus work. You want to have a homemade, nutritious, sit-down meal for your family, and you managed a frozen pizza and a side salad instead of a baked-from-scratch lasagna? I would call that B minus work. Is your house not spotless, but it's clean enough? B minus work. If you want to go on a weekly date night with your spouse, but you can only manage it once a month right now, B minus work. You get the point, right? So everybody's standard will be different. You want to aim high, but you, but not so high that it actually stops you from doing any work or doing work that is good enough, right? You, you could be stopping yourself from doing anything at all. And movement, action, that's actually what gets us to what we want. So we need to calendar your time and honor it, right? And a lot of us want to do this. And as a perfectionist, it's likely that you believe that you have too many things on your to-do list that aren't getting done because they're not good enough yet. And what's the best thing you can do in this situation? You can learn to complete your work in an allotted time. And then you walk away when the time is up. Yes, I know some of you might listen to that. And what I'm asking you is that you have something you want to get done. You actually pick a time. It's what we call, you calendar it, right? You get it on your calendar. And then when that time comes and you've, you've said that you were going to do this, you actually follow through and honor yourself and do it. But then when the time is up, you actually then hand it in. Yes, even if it's not perfect yet. Even if you would just give yourself a B minus. So here's what I mean. Like make a list of all the things you want to get done. Cross off all the things you don't have to do today or have to do this week or this month. And then put your remaining tasks on whatever calorie system you use, just choose an amount of time you think is reasonable for that task to take. We just, we don't know yet. You just have to take a guess and then show up and do whatever you said you were going to do, no matter what. But here's the key. You must stick to the allotted time you assigned and then move on. Walk away when the time is up. Even if the task wasn't 100% finished, you'll learn to be okay with spelling mistakes and imperfections, knowing you can always come back to it another time. 
but even if it's not something you're writing, let's say you allotted time to, you know, clean out the kitchen and you thought it would take an hour and the hour comes and you still haven't done the bottom cabinets, right? But you just walk away. You did B minus, you got the upper cabinets done and all the drawers, and then you get to move on and then you will come back and calendar what was finished and you'll honor and it'll help you move on to getting your next thing done. But you're just learning. This is skill building of learning how to not make everything you decide to do perfect that it's okay to stop and pick up something again or to finish and be done if it was just going to get a B minus, right? So perfectionists often have a fear of being judged, disliked, or seen as inadequate. And because of this, it's not uncommon for you to play small and stay stuck instead of pursuing your dreams. What I have come to know and what serves me well on the path of perfectionism recovery is this. I am 100% worthy of love no matter what I do or do not do. My lovability is infinite and I am as lovable now as I ever will be, right? We have to go to how does God see us, right? He just sees us in complete, infinite love. And it is not based on someone else's, for for someone else, how they love me. And it's not based on how perfectly I perform. Once this belief is ingrained, a perfectionist like me no longer needs to play small. We have to come to know and to believe in the love of God and, and the love of God for us because he is love. And whoever remains in love remains in God and God in him. Yes, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. We have come to know and to believe in the love God has for us. God is love and whoever remains in love remains in God and God in him. So when you release perfectionism, it paves the way. It paves the way for self-compassion. No matter how perfect you are or how hard you try, you will inevitably miss the mark in some way. And then instead of giving up or criticizing yourself, you have a choice. It's that is then the time to choose self-compassion. So before having children, I always imagined myself as the kind of mother who would never lose her temper or raise her voice. But as every mother discovers, those things happen. And when they did, it would completely derail me and I'd feel guilty and then add shame on that about it for days. But now that I understand the tools that I've shared with you, my recovery is quicker. I no longer make those mistakes mean that I'm a bad mom. Instead, I can access thoughts that help me show up again, reassured of my own lovability, reminding myself that I'm figuring this out, that I'm not going to be perfect, and that I have access to peace along the way if I choose it on purpose. And yes, That's what we want to learn to do, to choose peace because it is a choice how you feel because nothing else besides you and your thoughts can bring on the feeling of peace for you. 
This is possible for you too. Having peace as a front and center feeling in life, it's just about as good as it gets. And I used to think that racking up a list of things I've done perfectly would give me the peace I sought. But the arriving never comes. It's simply impossible to be perfect. So the more perfect choice is to choose peace instead. If you'd like to loosen the chains of perfectionism that are keeping you stuck from living your best life, then I can't help but offer you to consider working with me on this because I know what it's like to be where you are and I know what it's like to be on the other side of it. And if you've listened to this podcast and identified yourself there and don't know how to get to where you no longer label yourself as a perfectionist because you see where it's actually hurting and not helping you live the life that you want to, I get it. I understand. I've been there. And I know how to put the tools, some that I offered you today, in place for your life and work on those transformations internally so that your, your external world looks different for you. And we're all on this journey to our eternal world, right? Where then it really will be perfect. So if some of the tools that I mentioned, like the B minus work and working on your lovability and worth, and learning how to calendar your time and actually show up for it. If, if just even those resonate with things that you believe could be of help to you, you need to have commitment and consistent work on your mind. And like always, this peace that you're after instead, it is generated from your mind. And it's totally possible for you to no longer believe that you're a perfectionist, especially if it's not serving you. Okay, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And again, if you did, please, I offer um, or ask you if you would take a moment to rate and even more so review the podcast. I'd be totally grateful. And I just want you to know that I'm so happy that you keep showing up for this every week. Uh, You could share it and spread that, uh, my mission onto the world. And just know that I'm so grateful that I pray for all of my listeners every week and that I love you. And I'll be right back here with you next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Peaceful Mind Podcast. Are you ready to take everything I teach you here and put it to work for your own life? to really learn how to have peace of mind no matter what is happening around you? If so, I'd love to have you as a client. As your coach, this is where you'll get personal and focused time on your own mind using life coaching tools, concepts, and proven life-transforming wisdom, all through a faith-filled lens. To learn more about how we can work together, come on over to danielletienel.com. There, you'll see how to sign up for a free coaching consult and learn how to get started. Until next time, peace be with you always.